Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our podcast is Levi Bradley, Senior English education major who really enjoys Dungeons and Dragons, games like Hades, um, likes to draw uh, as well. I get that. I love to draw and um, is currently the acting vice president of Hero here at the Northwest campus. So welcome, Levi. We are so glad to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. When we talk to college students, we like to have a little bit different conversation than if we talk to alumni or um, even faculty or staff. And so one of the things that I'm always interested in knowing is how did you come to Northwest? So I originally um, had thought about being an art major and was looking at colleges all the way over in Georgia and my parents got real anxious about having me be far away. So to sort of appease me, um, they started looking at colleges nearby. And um, when I decided that I actually wanted to be a teacher, then my dad found Northwest and said, oh, they have a really good teaching um, an education program. And so I came down to visit because I was visiting as many colleges as I could. And I got to see the campus. I saw the DEI office and I got to talk with Dr. Hoy, um, who's my advisor now. And I sort of fell in love with it and it became my first choice. So how many campuses do you reckon that you checked out? So I went on a trip to Georgia to see specifically a bunch of colleges. So it would probably be around like seven, seven different colleges that I visited, including a few around here. What made you kind of make the switch between art and teaching? What, what's your passion? What's, what's behind your passion for teaching? I had a teacher in high school, and I think this is how a lot of teachers become teachers. They just have that person to inspire them. And just like I had always loved loved doing art, I loved reading. And this teacher in particular showed me that there was a way to be in a classroom and a way to teach and be a student that didn't necessarily involve just taking a million multiple choice question like answers, that typical sort of scenario that I'd become used to. And it really helped me see that what I love out of literature is connection with people and so much of teaching is that relationship and so I think it really brought together some of my favorite things about literature and put that into a role where I can engage with other people about this. Was it a literature teacher? Mm -hmm. That's always great. Most education students that we talk to had that teacher that kind of influenced them and then they that's what they want to do now too so that's that's awesome that that was the story too so and i think being a reader i'm always hannah and i are both very much readers as well i always think that makes college easier too if you like to read for pleasure than when you have to read for class it's much easier than oh god i've got to read this book and you know if you just genuinely like to learn and to read it makes things much easier sometimes 
it does make things easier. But then I'll be like, oh, I've read two books that I've just been wanting to read and didn't read what I was supposed to. <laughs> I'm very guilty of that as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What's your favorite, I want to say, style of literature or time period of literature? What What really got you interested in literature and, and what do you prefer to read? I am really flexible with my reading. Um, I think a time period that really holds a special place in my heart or a genre especially is poetry and sort of um, the classical sort of literature that you get taught in high school just because that's mainly what I read in that class. But I also love um, James Baldwin is one of my absolute favorite authors. I also love Toni Morrison. Um, she's amazing. But poetry is especially something that it's one of the few things that I feel okay about writing. <laughs> like everything else, I'm like, oh, but poetry is special to me. I'm a big Elizabeth Bishop fan. I loved Elizabeth Bishop poetry. So let's go back a little bit. I always like to ask students about their work experiences as well. So, what was your first job, Levi? I worked at McDonald's. I High five. Uh, Everybody in my town worked at McDonald's. That was their first job. So like it was like a rite of passage, the McDonald's working. Yes, it was an experience. I got weird and wild stories from working at McDonald's. It's the first job. <laughs> <laughs> did you flip burgers or did you have to take money or what was your what was your area of expertise as a McDonald's worker? I had experience working all of the positions, but mainly what I did was either drive through or um, sort of running the crew in the back area. So I was pretty flexible. They just shoved me in wherever they wanted me and I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you pick up? So as a first job, um, I always feel like you, that kind of leaves an impression on a person. What did you learn from that first job? It definitely taught me how to be more spontaneous. Uh, there were a lot of instances where things were happening real fast and real quick. You had to be ready for all of it. Um, but there were also just instances of I got to experience really unique people on the job, either coworkers or just random customers. And that was actually something that has always stuck with me, just little stories that I'd get out of people, and I always enjoyed that. So it sort of stuck with me, this habit of asking people their stories whenever I get the chance. There's a real connection there when you realize that the people that you see every day also have all of those stories that you're reading in literature, like all those stories are in people. Like if you can really listen and draw that out. Those people have those stories in them. I think that's super fun as well. Okay. So you worked at McDonald's. So where did you go from there? Did you, have you worked anywhere else? So I've worked at the diversity and inclusion office here on campus. And those have been my two main jobs because I kept my McDonald's job for years. Every summer I would come back um, and work there. And I had the diversity and inclusion job for a little over a year. Um, but those have been my two main work experiences besides little things like babysitting. What was your, uh, what was your title? 
a diversity and inclusion office coordinator. What What did you do in that role? Like, uh, you know, if people aren't familiar with the the DI office on campus, like what kind of stuff do they do? And then what did you do as a student for them? I would work with Adam to put on different events. Um, I did a little bit of like secretary scheduling things for him getting connected, but I also would do things like we have uh, safe zone trainings where I would go with Adam and I would go to different faculty and staff or teachers and we would discuss sort of LGBTQ educational stuff and get people familiar with terminology and stuff. And then I'd also be there for like movie nights. And so it was mainly the events aspect that we covered. And I had other coworkers that would do things like uh, oversee the social media and stuff like that. What things surprised you or what did you learn in that um, role? kind of teaching and training other people? I think I learned that people are inherently not very confrontational, which I know may be a weird thing to take out of that. But I think especially out of safe zone training, um, there was a particular department or something that I was a little bit nervous about going to and I had like prepared all this information like okay I'm ready for this and this question I'm ready to like for it to bring up and then nothing happened and I was like oh (laughs) and I know just based on we had asked for like response sheets and like there were a few responses that were maybe a little bit snarky or passive aggressive but not necessarily negative inherently um I think people are a lot less prone to being aggressive if they see you face-to-face and engage with someone who's actively in those positions. That is an interesting insight. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I would think as a student that that's probably kind of at first, especially an awkward situation where you're, you're teaching your teachers and the staff members on campus and you're a student. That's, that's kind of a, a role swap that's probably a little bit hard to kind of wrap your head around, you know, at first that, you know, I'm here as a student, but I'm also teaching these people that, that I have class with or that I see, you know, in different offices on campus. That's probably a little bit hard to, to grok at first there. I think I was taking a class with one of the professors I was actively teaching. I was like, huh? <laughs> Hi. It was really funny. <laughs> But I also got to see some professors I hadn't seen for a hot second. So pros and cons there, I guess. (laughs) If we could take away from this podcast, like the main topics that you shared, maybe with some of the LGBTQ awareness and and terms training, like what, what high level nuggets can you share with us? That identity and expression is incredibly nuanced and fluid. The human experience is extremely complicated and very difficult to ever just express into a binary. And if someone says that they use certain pronouns or that they are something or that they like someone, then just take them at their word. No one necessarily owes you their life story or should have to justify who they are to you just be polite and then if you want further information to actually understand then you can ask if they're willing to share or 
you can come talk to folks like me or <laughs> Google stuff because mm -hmm. there are people that are happy to educate you and that there's lots of information out there. You know, on, on some aspect, that's similar to what we say too, you know, mm -hmm. like we can't give you all the information that there is out there. Mm -hmm. Please do some searching for yourself and educate yourself um, which is a little bit of an interesting aspect at a higher education institution to sometimes be saying, we need you to kind of take a little bit of initiative here um, to make sure that you're, you're understanding what we're trying to share with you. We're all just a person who has incomplete understanding of the world. No one person can be expected to understand all of how gender identity and sexuality or anything else works completely. Like, you can't be that one representative for it. <laughs> exactly. So can we, can you tell us about Hero? Yeah. So Hero, um, it's the full little name is helping everyone regardless of orientation. It's an organization where we meet together. Everyone's welcome, allies included. Um, but you get to come in the meetings usually look like we have introductions, then we have sort of a rundown on what's happening in the world on campus, anything pertinent. Um, and then we have discussions about either experiences of being LGBTQ or um, different issues that we find relevant, or sometimes we talk about relationships and things like that. And then we'll have little events and stuff sometimes to just connect with one another. Like we'll play board games or something. Were you part of Hero before you worked for the DI office or did you work for the DI office first and then find Hero? I was in Hero um, pretty much for the first time that I got on campus. And then I met Adam through that. And then I sort of wiggled my way into that position. What have been your experiences as a student leader on campus? As someone who's become sort of this representative, I've had to be more conscientious of how I engage with people that aren't necessarily as educated because especially now that I am a senior and a peer advisor and like looking over these freshmen that have just joined and that are here, I sort of want to protect them a little bit where they aren't in the role of always having to educate and that they have this space where they are able to be safe and to be themselves. Um, and I think my role, I've really hoped to make that space something safe for them, um, make sure that they have room to be themselves and to express themselves and explore themselves. And at the same time, for folks that don't understand to be that person that they can go to then to ask questions instead of freshmen that are still figuring out themselves or something. That's great insight, I think, mm -hmm. into that. Can you, can you talk about being a peer advisor a little more? How did you, what is it? How did you discover it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I <laughs> I discovered it by our students in it tweeting about how they really needed peer advisors. And I was like, oh, let me look. And then um, it's essentially you are paired with a teacher for a university seminar, which all freshmen and transfer students have to take. 
and you're sort of there as a resource for the teachers and the students to help them however they need, um, facilitate relationships and other things like that. And um, that's especially important, I think, for uh, professors to get help this semester and freshmen. This is a crazy semester to be a freshman, but I've really enjoyed it. I really like our freshman class. They are very fun. They're very outspoken. Yeah, there are a few students that definitely I always um, can think of immediately whenever um, someone mentions just this freshman class coming in. I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I know someone in there. And it's fun. It's good to see them. (laughs) I agree. I'm going to take a brief pause. I want to give a shout out to the freshman fall 2020 class. They have had to deal with some really incredible they have had to be so flexible because classes are different. Professors are stressed out. Like everybody's stressed out. Every situation is different than even we have been able to um, comprehend and work with. And they, I, I teach university seminar as well. And they have been so kind of go with the flow. Like they've been so flexible and they've really been um, engaged, like you said, and they've shown up and shown that they want to be here. So Shout out to you guys, freshmen of fall 2020. You've impressed me a lot. Well, and not only this semester, but they their last semester of high school, completely different than anybody, you know, they that was talk about unprecedented figuring stuff out as you go and then to still be dealing with that as you go into college. Yeah, it's definitely, they've got good answers to the tell me about a time you faced <laughs> adversity question in an interview for sure. So yeah, that's good. I would think that peer advisor job for you too, Levi, like that sounds like a perfect job for someone that wants to do secondary education. Like, I mean, you're helping a professor, but you're really building those relationships with students who aren't that far out of range of the students you'd be working with in a high school setting. So it sounds like it's a really good kind of profession-based experience for you along with a campus job as well. Yeah, it's it's real nice. There's whole levels to it where I'm like, okay, here's some experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's me learning some stuff. And they've been very patient with me. <laughs> So what do you want to do after you graduate? Obviously, you want to be a teacher. You're English ed, right? So um, where do you want to go? I am planning on going back to Omaha and um, working probably as a substitute, but also um, getting my master's degree at UNO. In what? I don't know. There's options that I'm looking at. I'm debating between English. Um, they have a diversity and inclusion master degree program which is crazy and kind of cool and I'm like oh um so I'm real torn between if I want to go for English or diversity or history but we got time we got time (laughs) we'll figure it out you know sometimes time helps those things Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Levi tell me what does it mean to you to be a bear cat what it means to be a bear cat has to do not to tie directly back into your cute little podcast, but (laughs) I think it's about the connections. Um, Any school can have any sort of mascot or slogan or whatever, but I think that what makes Northwest special is that we have these connections and relationships with people. And I think that we are willing to talk to one another and listen and grow and, that we have this thing in common that we can build upon 
I think that's really what makes a bear cat is these relationships that we can build and that we share. And I think that's sort of what makes us, us, builds our identity. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So for the little, the last final bit of season two, I've been giving every guest uh, a little wide open plane for them to talk about what's been on their mind, what's been on their heart, um, just kind of share with us um, the parting words and wisdom that you have for us, Levi. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Ooh. I'll just go and say that I appreciate you guys and I hope that anyone listening is doing well, taking care of themselves, stay hydrated, stretch, get a snack, and just speaking as if I could tell every single person who's listening this. Uh, um, I hope anyone who's listening this knows that they are loved, they are supported, they are worthy of absolute joy and happiness and unconditional support, and that everyone has opportunities and options in their lives, and there is a future out there that is going to work for you. Fantastic. Yeah. Woo, that was Absolutely. a great closing. It's a great way to close. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we appreciate you, Levi. Uh, we appreciate your leadership on campus. Um, you know, I, I don't think people realize all the stuff that, that you were involved with um, on behalf of, of Hero and the DI office. And thank you. You know, not only are you a student at Northwest, but you're a leader at Northwest and you're an inspiration, honestly, to, to some of us on staff that we need to do better because if we can expect a student to do all the stuff you do, then it's it's the least we can do to do more too. So thank you for all that you've done for Northwest as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat and we will talk to you next time. 